Monday through Thursday, eight-ish in the morning. It's me and the lady at the house, smoking the blunt out our mouth while we talking shit on the wake and bake we be more extended version, yeah. Oh shit. Oops. Oh y'all can hear well, y'all can hear me hearing me. Alright, you can't hear me hearing me no more. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What's up, Drew? I was watching your um It's crazy that the uh hate this thing here. It's crazy that the intro for uh before I was um before I jumped on I was watching I was watching your YouTube channel and I'm quite sure I could wax that ass in Mario Kart. I am quite sure. I'm quite sure I'm one of the best people on the planet as it comes to as it comes to Mario Kart. If you're commenting back, I can't see you, but give me a second. I'll tell you I'm about to talk more shit here in a moment. Can't nobody see me in Mario Kart. Lady House be losing by laps. Miles. (laughs) Be losing by days. You just got good. I just got good. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going down. All right. Oh, my my ass is going down. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to Hawaiian Make We Be Mo. Yeah. Oh, I feel like my camera's a little... That's all right, just getting a different view. I got the blues right here. See what I'm saying? The blues is on my shoulder. Good morning. My ass is going down, huh? I see more than a wall. Yeah, we got art, baby. We got art for days. You feel me? That's not all. Huh? Oh, that's not all. I got to go to the... Uh... This, this right here on the right, that's the one that wasn't deep today. I don't know if you want to see the difference or... They do look different, though. We got a... Uh... Good morning, y'all. Good morning. We got a uh, we got a brand new crop coming in, okay, from our local farm, very close to the house, very very close. Um, so we put we picked up some new cabbages. <laughs> the lady at the house is leaving me tomorrow. So, um, what what we gonna do today? What you wanna do today? You gotta eat it, don't you? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, niggas gotta work. You know what I'm saying? To buy you all the fancy and finer things in life. All right. Like, uh, like couches. Okay. <laughs> all right. And toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> all the fancy things in life. Good morning. Good morning. My nigga Bakari on. How you doing this morning? Welcome back to Hawaiian Bake with B Mo. Yeah. Got a few things we want to talk about this morning. Uh, I definitely want to get back into some of the things. I'm trying to be a little more disciplined towards. Uh, yo, what's up? Is that Victoria? What's up? Uh, I'm trying to be a little more disciplined towards the things that we're going to talk about. So we are going to get to uh, Stephen Jackson versus James Harden, which is a sports conversation. Uh, and I, I'm going to have to break that down. I don't really like talking about sports. Although I love sports, I feel like sports is a very divisive conversation, but I feel like this conversation is a very interesting perspective in blackness. We're going to talk about our Paul Robeson Negroes of the Week nominees. We have Sasha Obama uh, and 21 Savage. That 21 Savage conversation is then going to hopefully lead into another conversation about Vlad versus academic. I think it's an interesting perspective that's going on here. Uh, And then we're probably going to talk about Lizzo too. You know what I'm saying? Probably. 
probably. I feel like Lizzo, like Kanye, is just one of those consistent black talking points. You feel me? Mm. Oh, you think he did it? Why is Lizzo fat? I don't know why niggas are so... Anyway. Um, wait, we, oh, let's start with this. Let's start... Okay. Let me explain this. You know who James Harden is? Yeah. So, okay. You know that James Harden is a uh, star basketball player, two-time MVP, currently plays for the Houston Rockets, yeah. right? That's important right now. Sure. James Harden has been put out of the playoffs or unsuccessful in his career so far if you're counting championships as success. You yeah. still with me? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Houston has hired a young black coach. Okay, that's point one. Houston has also made moves. They have acquired John Wall. John Wall, who was a star point guard at one point, but got injured. Now it's his first time coming back. Got me. Mm-hmm. And Boogie Cousins, the star power forward, one of the best big men in the league, right? Mm-hmm. He's also coming back from injury. Okay? But James Harden is requesting a trade from Houston. Mm-hmm. You got me? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want you to listen to what Steven Jackson got to say. All right, I hope I hope that uh, Stephen Jackson is a very good question. Stephen Jackson is a former player and also a co-host of probably one of the most popular basketball podcasts um, with him and I forgot Matt Barnes, I think is his name. Matt Barnes yeah. and Stephen Jackson on All the Smoke, yeah. right, which I is on the Black Effect. Huh? I thought it was Up the Smoke. Not Up the Smoke, All the Smoke. All right, so I want I want to play this thing for you by Steven Jackson. Check it out, all right? Maybe it's just me, bro. I don't know, but you weird. One, to me, it's just just simple. James Harden don't want to be held accountable. Dan Tony is the worst defensive coach in NBA history. Ain't going to win shit. Ain't won shit as a head coach. And he easy to run over. So James is trying to continue to be around close to Dan Tony so he can't be held accountable. And then again, what type of dude is you? The Rockets finally get a young black coach. A young black coach get an opportunity, and you don't want to show up to camp. You don't want to play for him. How that look? And you wonder why every time a black coach get a job, they put him in a bullshit situation. Look what you're doing. What a real one would do is go play for that black coach and make him look good and build with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, some real ones. But obviously, you want to chase rappers. You know what? I love, we talked about this before. If you're going to critique black art, it's got to make sense. Just don't say that it's trash. You know what I mean? Make it make sense to me. And also, it would be nice if you could provide solutions or alternatives. Right, right. And what does Steven Jackson do? He provided. Now now that's a good read. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. What was he, what does James Harden need to be held accountable for? Uh, Well, not, well, 
James Harden probably needs to be held accountable because he don't play great defense, and sometimes he disappears in the finals, okay? Oh. But he's only one man. I mean, what, what do you expect a man to do, score 200 points by himself? God damn. <laughs> um, but I wanted to play that because I was like, man, that is a uh, – I don't like really talking about sports, especially uh, amongst people who don't watch sports. Because I just feel like it's an alienating conversation. But man, that is an interesting point. What that look like, though? What that look like? The Houston Rockets finally get a young black coach in the same conversations where we say Steve Nash, uh, a never experienced white coach, gets to jump into the league at the, at the top head coach position. Mm-hmm. Now, a young black coach used to come in, maybe two or three, but James Harden don't want to play for the dude? You sound like you account accountability right now, okay? You sound like Kevin Hart a little bit, just a little bit right now. It sound like you bitching up on the on the cause right now. Um, I thought that was very interesting. I thought you I thought you might enjoy uh, uh, a good read from the sports world. Yeah, what are your thoughts? To, I have a couple of thoughts. Go ahead. I'm, I'm over here trying to play devil's advocate because I'm like, okay, what if? Is there a reason why he wanted? Is there a particular team he wanted to go to, or he just wanted to leave? So he wants to go to, he wants to go to a team that's already primed for a championship. Oh, then nah. Ah, <laughs> old little bitch ass nigga. <laughs> nah. nah. He just stay his ass right there. Put mm. in the work. True. There you go. <laughs> See, and the lady of the house agrees. We both agree. Uh, I I just thought that was interesting. Welcome back to Hawaii Make Me Be Mo. Yeah. While I'm rolling this blunt here, what else we got to talk about? Let me scroll back over to the situation. What else we got over here? Something else we need to talk about. What's the second thing you see over here? Paul Robeson, Negro of the Week. Ah, so so we're going to try to introduce a new thing tomorrow. We're going to be, tomorrow we're going to be unveiling the first Wake and make we be mo. Yeah. Paul Robeson, Negro, Negro of the Week. Two uh, I, I put up a nomination sheet yesterday. We had two nominees yesterday, two nominees uh, that I pulled from the situation. Our first nominee uh, for her for her uh, unimpeded, unlimited, bountiful displays of joy, which we know joy is a black revolutionary act. Right, because just to be ourselves seems to be something that's just controversial. We have Miss Sasha Obama. Make sure you uh, hit us in the polls. And There'll be a poll this afternoon to make sure that you can vote for Sasha Obama as the inaugural. Wake and bake, we be mo. Paul Robeson, Negro of the Week. Also, number two, nominee number two for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. We have on Clubhouse, which I don't like Clubhouse. Okay, all right. I think that's pretty known, but it's some par- it's some very interesting conversations that are happening on Clubhouse. Oh, it's my it's my Miss Howard that just joined on. Hey, Kendall, how you doing? How you how's it going? It's it is it is my privilege to be in your. Royal presence. <laughs> Welcome to Hawaii and May with BMO. Yeah. That was Wake and Bake with BMO, if you didn't catch the words, because I didn't really enunciate it. I was so happy to see the queen. Anyway, our second nominee 
for the Paul Robinson Negro of the Week, we have Britain's own <laughs> 21 seconds. Listen to this conversation on Clubhouse real fast. That shit, that shit applies for, for, oh, for okay, everybody, though. Me. And then, yeah, like, it's like, it's like, it start with us even saying it. Like, that's the real, real, real problem, bro. <laughs> it's the difference between instigating that shit, though, Seth. Yeah. Y'all know when we sitting down, we all but good everybody in instigated, room, bro. bro. We gotta everybody be careful instigated. when we all in the room. We can't instigate nothing. Somebody, but get but, but but it's on some real shit, though. Me, we all look at it. We all talk about it. We just don't post it on our Instagram. If me and you around each other and we see some shit, we're gonna be like, "Hey, you seen this? What the fuck?" Woo, 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 woo. We just ain't gonna post it. That's the only difference, bro. But, but at, you ain't finna do the back and forth though. You ain't finna go back and forth. Post like these, I'm post telling them, post like post I'm that. telling them, bank. It start with us though. It start with the niggas. Why are y'all on Instagram in the first place? Why are y'all giving academics anything he could post to escalate some shit? That's the real problem. They actually seeing they actually seeing niggas winning off of being on that. That's bigger than academics. That's bigger than him. It ain't that he ain't the the. The doing say so, nigga. The streets ain't doing shit because academics said so. He's the enabler, though. If you, it ain't. It, 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 I can't call him the enabler because niggas would, would do that shit. If academics stop his page right now, ain't no beef gonna stop, bro. That's a ain't fact. nobody That's gonna a stop fact. saying shit. That's a fact. Ain't nobody gonna stop dissing. It ain't him. He's just reporting the shit. Hey, yo, no, all no, he no, did, no, all no, he no. did was report report what Worldstar used to do. All I'm saying, though, bro, being that you are a face. See, listen, a lot of niggas never knew Q who the fuck Q was behind World Star for years. Okay? Facts. You are a face. I my told man you. Q, my man Q lived in fam. So what are your thoughts, lady of the house? Uh oh, I'm sorry, wait, wait, before I got there. The reason why Paul the reason why 21 Savage is being nominated for this week's Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. Is because of his extreme bravery and courage to speak truth to power in a room full of niggas in on a situation that a lot of niggas participate in that behavior. That behavior being posting wild shit and incriminating shit. This is all coming from like the whole um, Casanova being caught up in the um, uh, Casanova. You got to speak it to the mic. Casanova being caught up into the. Uh, um, being caught up in a court case because there's interviews on the internet. So this is a conversation in response to that in which 21 Savage jumps into a room and says, hey, you know what? Uh, all of us are guilty of the situation because all of us are commenting and making this, making this type of content cool or approachable or shareable or whatever it is. It's our responsibility uh, towards our community to try to eliminate some of these things if we don't want to see these things. So we have two, again, we have two Nominees for the inaugural Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award right here on Who Can Make Me Be Mo? Yeah. Nominee number one, we have Sasha Obama for her unmitigated joy. Nominated nominee number two, we have Britain's own 21 Savage for keeping the hip hop uh, community honest. Lady of the House, what are your thoughts? What are my thoughts about what? About our two nominees. It's hard to choose between the two, but I mean, I feel like what 21 said is important, and the fact that he, what's up? Nothing, keep going. Uh, 
you said what 21 Savage said was important and the fact that he the fact that he stood up yeah in a room full of niggas like <laughs> that's important yeah keep talking at the same time I do like the fact that Sasha Obama is expressing herself regardless of what the media and others have to say about her so. so if you had to vote for this week's inaugural Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award, who would you vote for? Excuse me. <laughs> Can we get 21 the Negro of the Week and then Sasha <laughs> Negro of the Month? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's okay if somebody's not the Negro of the Week. Okay. Well, I mean, they both deserve it, but hmm. it, could be, it could be 21 because it could be 21. He, he directly did something like. Interesting. Interesting. You've heard the lady of the house. You heard my take. We'll put up the poll later right here on Instagram to see who your vote is for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. Now, um, what do they get like a they get like a medal? <laughs> <laughs> what what should be the gift for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award? I guess, I mean, I don't know these niggas, so I guess I just got to give them a shout-out on Instagram. <laughs> Drew says, I support Sasha for the award, letting young black women embrace herself embrace herself, and be happy when she has been critically judged uh, is award-worthy. I agree. I agree. Hmm? I agree. I agree. What else we got on here? All right, so. And Malik says 21. 21? Why you say 21, Malik, as I move on to the next topic, which would be... Uh, Vlad versus academics. That's kind of where I thought that was going. What's that? What 21 was saying. Like, How so? Um, it's not, you can't blame academics for what niggas are doing and like getting caught up because they're the ones who are incriminating themselves. I thought, I thought that's like okay. what he was alluding to. Okay. But I mean, he also plays a part. A golden roll, a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> If they, hey, hey, look, if they ever follow up, I got a blunt for you. Um, what they say? It said something about Democrats and Republicans are closely related or similar. I both announced that shit yesterday. Mm. Backpack, uh, Matt says, what's up, Matt? How you doing, baby? Uh, yeah, talk to son. Uh, back, uh, <laughs> Matt says, LeVar Ball. <laughs> golden roll-up we've The golden roll-up of the week. I got you. All right. Um... You thought the conversation would go back towards academic just reporting what he sees, right? Just reporting, like, like, I guess, I guess, like, I guess there is a school of thought that says why is acad- why is academic getting flack? <laughs> what is that thought? Because there's two sides to this. So if you don't know, DJ Academic does have a, rep, rep, a reputation for like posting violent or like semi, semi-incriminating things yeah. about artists to perpetuate a certain image about hip hop that is very sellable, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what the niggas. That's what the. That's what the. Um, that's what the think piece niggas say. So. Yeah. That's what I follow. Um, and then of course, also this week we saw a very interesting 
thing happened to DJ Vlad over the Casanova situation when they found when they found out that the feds were watching DJ Vlad uh, and it took some incriminating evidence from that interview and charged Casanova with some shit, right? So even in that conversation, there is there is a conversation about okay, why are you giving up incriminating evidence about yourself? Like yeah. that's just that's stupid. If you think that's going to be like you know get you clout and get you customers, I think that's just a ridiculous way and a short sighted way. Right. Did you learn nothing from the tale of Takashi Six Nine? Did you learn nothing? Bobby Schmurter. Come on, did you come on? I mean, that's why they throw niggas in jail so right. you can you can get um you can get a, a a better perspective of what you're doing might be right or wrong. Um, but then there's also the school of thought of like, okay, so that may be true. So then what is the responsibility? Why does it seem like there was a whole, doesn't seem like there was a whole clubhouse to call out DJ academics, but DJ Vlad hasn't get, hasn't been called to the table. Mm. Why not? Well, obviously because Vlad is white. Right. Okay. Okay. So if Vlad is white, Vlad, let's say Vlad and academics do parallel, th- parallel things, right? Yeah. Although they may not do the exact same thing. Let's just say they do parallel things. Right. If Vlad is white and is not getting called to the table for being irresponsible towards his community, mm-hmm. is it fair or unfair to hold DJ academics to that same standard? That's a good question. I'm asking you. Because because academics is black, are we supposed to are we supposed to say because you're black, you're part of this community, you shouldn't be perpetuating this part of the community, you shouldn't be profiting from this part of the community? so really yeah what are your thoughts wake and bake be more nights right now we're having a conversation i'm get there right there right now we're having a conversation about um right now we're having a conversation about the responsibility that dj academics has on the community as it pertains to perpetuating some of the negative qualities uh negative qualities wouldn't be saying some of the damaging qualities of our culture of our hip-hop culture and hip-hop community the question of the moment is though um should dj academics be held to the same standard as a dj vlad um or different standard is that fair or unfair should because dj academics is black should he not profit and perpetuate from some of these damaging moments in our culture What the people are saying, because I ain't, I ain't read no comments. Let's read the comments. Let's read the comments. It starts right here. So Victoria says he does need to be held accountable. So does Vlad, TMZ, the Shade Room, etc. The gossip industry has to go for real, for real. Okay, so then my response to that, before I read another comment, is my response to that, if black folks aren't in the gossip industry, does that mean gossip doesn't exist? No. Right? White folks gossip don't do I just found out white folks sing total praise. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, and, and blessed assurance. I just found out white folks sing that. I'm sure white folks gossip. Right? There's a whole, I mean, that's what entertainment news is, right? Yeah, but she said, et cetera. So does that mean those two? And, uh, TMZ isn't black, so. TMZ is not black. Interesting yeah. question, though. Let's keep it moving. What's up, Carl? Good morning. Uh, Malik says Vlad's been out longer and Academics has had the Migos moment that mess. And yes, ac- Academics should know better. Interesting. Yeah. Why? Why? Is it because the damaging effects that Academics could cause affect his community? That, and I feel like if he's really a part of the community, he should know how detrimental he is. But he's he a does. storyteller. 
you can't tell the the positive stories or the uplifting stories because there's there's plenty of those. What are you talking about? Don't give me that look. Name the last story you you watched, listened to, encountered that was pure positive and was good. Three black children. I can't remember their names right now, but they are um, the smartest. They have the highest IQ in the world. They're like yeah, little children. I saw this yesterday. What? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I don't remember the details, but they showed their pictures. They had their names, all that. Positive story. So, okay. Are you saying, are you saying that we, are you saying that DJ Academics would have the same success he has now if he just reported on the stories that you reported about? Yeah. Hell no. If you check on Instagram page, don't Malik just said the reason why we know Academics is because he, because because of two negative things, honestly, because Erica Badu called him Jerry Mouse, and because of that messed up moment when he was sitting next to Joe Budden in the, in the Migos situation. That's why uh, Academics has a wide known perspective, but within the hip hop community, it's because he spreads negativity. So you saying he would survive spreading exact positivity? Are you saying are you saying DJ Academics could be positive and have the same result? He would have had to have built his platform on being positive, and he can't just switch from being negative to positive because that's not going to work. Interesting. Brandon says, academics has the reputation of being corny that Vlad doesn't receive. It shouldn't matter, but it does. Uh, it, okay, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Royster59 and a few others have been holding Vlad accountable, mostly for some inaccurate and disrespectful comments he made about uh, the minister. Or, oh, no, he can't do that. Um, oh, wow. Oh, shit. Ah! <laughs> Matt says, Rick Ross beat the shit out of Vlad back in the day. I didn't know that. What's up, Akila? Good morning. Uh, Honey's girl says people wouldn't have to hold them accountable, but people don't hold themselves accountable. Uh Uh-oh. That part. Uh Uh-oh. If, uh uh-oh, what'd I do? If more people... No, go go down. Go down? If more people didn't give into gossip, they wouldn't. uh, But they wouldn't make money. But what is gossip, though? Talking about somebody else's life. Or what they're doing. Isn't that, isn't that what we, are we doing that now? Not necessarily. I mean, it depends. Sometimes we do, but. Is gossip just the the gutter level uh, version of person of talking about other people? Because we talk about people, we talk about people all the time. Yeah. But it's not, I don't think we focus on the person necessarily. We focus on the theme or the idea. I mean, we, I mean, we, we strive. We strive to only talk about ideas, but somehow we're talking about DJ Academics right now. That's a fair point. And maybe we're talking about the idea of DJ Academics, but still, it's still based on the person. But I don't feel like we're gossiping. It's not like we're like, ooh, did you hear what DJ Academics said? Like, you know, it's not, it's not that. Okay, so then what is gossip? I just told you. Talking about other people, but focusing on people? Pretty much, yeah. Like right. think of I take that. Yeah. Um, uh, Malik says, "Nah, he should know real nigga cold. He be gossiping in the Wendy Williams <laughs> way. <laughs> this nigga a chatty patty. Thanks, Malik. Uh, thank you, a lady of the house, for the positivity. Um, uh, Carl says, "Nah, he exploited the the drill movement in Chicago. Uh, he did the War in Chirac series on YouTube. Act was making 150k a month before Everyday Struggle, uh, just off YouTube channels. Interesting." Wow. Uh, gossip is ignoring privacy. Okay. Uh, Carl Scott definitely agrees. It's one thing to focus on people's businesses versus an idea that can have multiple applications. Right. You know, and that's what we strive to be here 
on Wake and Bake with BMO is not to be a gossip of a situation, but it would be, again, y'all, it would be irresponsible of us to pretend like there isn't a mass, mass amount of people who, um, a mass amount of people who participate in this gossip culture. The sources, the subsequent outcomes, the tertiary arguments. Uh, hit the hit the button for me, sweetheart. Oh Lord. Um, it would be it would be ridiculous to think that way, because again, what if niggas is dumb? I think we have to start at that point right there. Um, I haven't given my opinion, but I think academic is completely within his rights, completely within his rights to um to tell stories based on the stories that artists are telling. Okay. I think if the industry is open, there is a there is not only a need, there is a must for academics perspective. And I I can't stand DJ Academics. I don't like the negativity that he perpetuates. I don't I don't like his voice. I don't like his face. I don't like his presence. I don't like his thoughts. I don't like that he partnered with Joe Button. I don't like none of that shit about academics. I don't. But I feel like it's a, to shoot him a fair one. Yeah. Is this not the job of a journalist? Is he actually a journalist? Yes, he might not be formally a ver- journalist. Okay. But if he's still, he ain't doing, again, as 21 said, the streets ain't moving because of academics. <laughs> <laughs> the streets don't give a fuck what academics think. What Matt say? Is it privacy when these niggas are supplying the content act uses for free on social media? And then Matt brings up the point. We gotta blame dumb niggas for doing dumb nigga shit. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. What happened? Somebody, I don't know who brought this up a second ago. It might have been Matt. What happened to the G-code? Niggas don't move in silence no more? (laughs) I'm disappointed. I blame social media. I blame Disney somehow. (laughs) I don't know how. I'll figure it out tomorrow. But I blame social media. Don't make no damn sense. Everybody, everybody want daytime in the sun. Good morning, brother. Hawaii may we be more. Yeah. I shook the table with that joint. I stay shaking the table. You feel me? We just we're just having a conversation, in case you're just joining us. We're just having a conversation about is it fair to oh, I'm sorry, is it fair to hold academics to a journalistic responsibility when he is part of the community? Uh, that creates the content that is damaging towards that same community. The lady at the house says, hold that nigga responsible, right? Yeah. I say that nigga got the right to tell stories. Matt says, you got to hold dumb niggas accountable for what dumb niggas do. That too. <laughs> what ha- and I think at the end, of- I th- we all agree with that one. Yeah. What happened to the goddamn G-code? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> what? Damn, like I'm it's it's intriguing. Yes, you getting my money. And here's what I was saying on Twitter the other day. Here's what I was saying on the Twitter the other day. Equating success to profit is dangerous. Mm. Right. Because yeah, you getting the clout, you getting the attention. 
But are you getting the success? Did you not learn nothing from the real life parable of Takashi 69? 380 days. That nigga had a run for 380 days. That's it. He might write a book. Everything else is going to be residual based on those 380 days. That's it. And he put it all out there. Come on, dog. Equating success to profit is dangerous. This kind of takes us back to yesterday when we were talking about Rihanna's fast fashion. Is it is it profitable, the Savage Fenty being fast, fast, fast fashion? Absolutely. Is that an automatic indicator of long-term success? I mean, for Rihanna, for the brand, maybe not. Maybe not. Awaken me with be more. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Y'all hear me? Say something to somebody. What else we got on here? Let's let's check the promo slide real fast. What's the last thing I got on here? Oh. <laughs> and probably Lizzo. <laughs> Why don't y'all leave Lizzo alone? What that young lady do to anybody? Was it the flute? The what? The flute. The flute. Is it because she played a flute? Oh. Don't nobody like no goddamn flute. Niggas love the piccolo. Niggas don't love the flute. Ain't that right, B? Hmm. I need to let that girl go, man. I saw. Um. The reason why I'm saying this because I saw. I saw. On Twitter, it's been it's been trending for the last couple of days. I saw, I guess Lizzo's going on a diet and niggas is mad. What you want, huh? What what you want? I know that you know what it is. Good morning, good morning. You know what it is. What? Just don't want black women to be happy. That's all it is. That's all it is. Just say you don't want black folks to be happy. Oh, Lord. I forgot. Uh, I forgot Akila played the flute. Oh, my God. No, nah, don't play that flute, girl. Don't nobody want to hear them low whistles. <laughs> don't nobody want to hear that that alto whistle. Damn. You fuck with the flute? Mm-hmm. I like how it sounds. I bet you were that ass nigga, too, ain't you? You, you love the clarinet. I know, I know, I know what you play, but you love the clarinet, don't you? Nobody want to play no. Nobody want no flute, no clarinet. Saxophone and up. That's the only. That's the only woodwinds right. available. Saxophone and up, man. If you go, if you gonna have that, if you gonna have that vibration, I need some body to it. And Brandon, about to come for you too. Get that oboe out of here as well. <laughs> get that shit out of here. Oboe, English horn. Get that shit up out of here. No, bassoon. Bassoon's okay. Is that the big one? Yo, if you play the bassoon, that's wild. I don't know why I'm going on this. I don't know why I'm going on this shit. Um, jazz. Yaz flute. Get the f- Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Uh, add to the list of things that Bigmo doesn't like. Musicals. Flutes. Anyway, my bad. Huh? What'd you say? You don't know what flutes did to me? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, the lady of the house. This is a perfect picture. I wish I could show her right now. 
she had the blunt in her hand, and she is also, I think, twisting a piece of hair with the other hand with a lap full of curly meringue. It's just a beautiful sight. I love to see it. I love to see it. These are the portraits that we need. I wish I was a photographer. Let me borrow your camera real fast. You got the camera too. So I'm just supposed to take the camera right there from the people and just take pictures of you right now? That's what you want me to do? <laughs> Hold on, y'all. Give me a second. <laughs> What's the burning question for the roach? So, so what, I don't know. What should we do <laughs> What do you have to say to niggas that have something to say about this? No, <laughs> no, I reject your question. <laughs> I reject your question. Matt, no, shuffle new question. That's where I'm going. Shuffle new. I don't know. Just give me a random question. What, what you got? What's on your mind? What you thinking? You're leaving me tomorrow. Yo, Matt just said, Matt just said, hate musicals. I watched Sweetie Todd in theaters, <laughs> pissed off. Niggas started singing and never stopped. <laughs> I can't tell you how funny that is. Not pissed off. Niggas pissed off. You said, you said niggas started singing and didn't stop. But you whole time like, all right, when the song going to be over. All right, that's, wait, damn. <laughs> I love to hear it though, man. I can't stand the musicals, bro. And that did y'all did y'all hear my review of Jingle Jangle? Maybe I'll put that up. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. If, if you like magical shit, go for it. I'm still waiting on the burning question for the roach later in the house. Okay, if you had to pick one musical. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> which one would it be? Oh my god. <laughs> um I told you the only musical I really like, the only music like I really get into is Dream Girls until Jimmy Early dies. And then after that. And then after that, I'm just like, okay, it's too much Dream Girls. Nah. Oh my god. Intro. You thought oh you thought it was just the intro? It turns out it was the whole motherfucking movie. Those would be the worst. Akila, I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. <laughs> I truly don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. We're not watching. I'm not watching that shit again. Unless somebody pay me. You gonna pay me to watch Jingle no. Jangle? Oh, what damn? <laughs> what damn? What else we got going on? What else is new? We only we only got 38 minutes so far. I feel like we've been talking for 20 days. I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying. I love it. Does the Temptations count as a musical? Yes. And my answer remains the same. Is the Lion King a musical? Don't let me. Don't take me down this road again, y'all. Okay? Nah. I said it before. I don't don't make me say it again. No little shop of horrors. No cats. Is cats a musical or is it just weird? It's a musical. Okay, so it's a weird musical. None of that shit. Don't give me no um I don't like the nutcracker, although that's a ballet. The ballet is pretty lit though. You was in the chocolate nutcracker? <laughs> Of course, your little cute brown ass was in the chocolate <laughs> nutcracker. I see your little pictures, your little forehead. No, I wasn't that young. I was in high school. I was like oh. was a junior and senior. <laughs> yeah, this was like, no, this was, um, it was associated <laughs> with um, an Alvin Ailey company. Yeah. Really? Jai White, yeah. You it's, could bat white? I mean, yeah, but not like point. It was other things. It was like tap jazz, afro. Brazilian mix, 
cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it was like a whole, a whole like people bought tickets, came to the theater, like it was a whole production. We had practice for like four months. Really? Every Saturday and Sunday, and it was like nine a.m. until like six p.m. Really? Yeah. Mm. Costumes, all that. And they had people on stilts too, and during the African. So, what, yeah. was you on stilts? No, it what? was it was like professionals. What'd you do? <laughs> I was dancing. <laughs> I'm so amazed right now. I tell you this. No, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Like the Toyland was like a hip hop, um, hip hop dance or whatever. And like each, not each dance, but they had like maybe five, six choreographers. Yeah. So like, it was a white lady. She did jazz or whatever. And there was a, there was a choreographer that taught us African specifically. And there was one that taught us hip hop specifically. And then there was like a select few of us who could tap, and it was like me and this other girl from my church. And so we had to go. I don't know if anybody anybody on here is from Florida, but we had to go to Clearwater to practice outside of the practice because it was like six of us. So we had a, a separate section. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah you see how I threw that Grease reference in there while I'm talking about fuck musicals. That's the type of hypocrite I am. <laughs> That's the type of hypocrite I am. No, I didn't know. What other we, have you been in other productions? Not on a professional scale like that. No. But what do you mean? Like, like, have you been on a production where you had rehearsal more than twice? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I was a star of the school play. Yeah. Oh, you said <laughs> what I'm talking about. You were talking about it. <laughs> I was definitely out the other. What were we watching? Uh, oh, it was uh, it was motherfucker Jingle Jangle, who was watching Jingle Jangle, and, and the production was so tight it just made me wonder what it was like to be a, a player on that set, right? Yeah. And it made me think about like some of the sets that I've been on and I'd acted, and it was pretty fun. Yeah. I remember I was a star of school play. I was uh, it was this play called um, Don't Laugh, y'all. Don't laugh. This is in Mississippi, so I don't know what you expected. <laughs> but I was in this play called um, Deep Blue Funk. Okay. And the name of my character was Larry. Okay. And Larry was 16. Okay. And his girl was having a baby. <laughs> 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 and this, uh, this play was about how... Larry was coping with being a 16-year-old baby daddy. What? Yup. Who wrote this play? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this play. Uh, but this is what happened. I um, Here's what happened. I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you the God's honest truth of how this happened. Okay. So the drama club teacher in Mississippi was the French teacher, right? Yeah. And the French teacher was hella fine. <laughs> Hella fine. The French teacher was so fine. But that's not why the reason I went. Okay. There was this other girl. Um, I think her name was Valencia, maybe. This other girl, Valencia, she was trying out for the play. Okay. And my homegirl, Ashley, was like, yo, Valencia trying out for the play. You should come to tryouts. And I was like, bet, I'm coming to tryouts. And then they put a, they put a script in my hand and put me on stage and was like, read this. And I read it. And I got the part. 
Okay. All the other niggas out here trying to memorize the parts. I was reading the shit off the paper like this. And it's like, oh, that's Larry the Baby Daddy. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I was cool. And so my costume was, I had a costume change. My first costume was a school uniform. My second costume was, and I bullshit you not. My second costume for the baby shower what? was a white linen suit. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> a 16-year-old? I was a 16-year-old uh, baby daddy <laughs> with the white linen suit at white. the baby shower. Sure enough. Sure enough. Yeah. And I was the star of the school play. I got I got a write up in the uh I got a write up in the in the Greenwood, Mississippi uh uh city paper. Okay, we had a we had a two show run, but then the second show was asked to do an encore, so we had a special third showing. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo. And that was that's the story of when I was the star of the school play. Thank you, Jingle Jangle, for bringing up that memory. Somehow that that coonish that coonish movie. I'm sorry, it brought up those coonish thoughts. What a time. Mm-hmm. What else you got? <laughs> I was the I was Larry the baby daddy. Okay, and that's right. I'm trying to figure out what was the story. Just that you were about to be a baby father. Uh, yeah, the whole. So all right, so the play starts out. I cannot remember like every point, but like the play starts out with Larry is walking down the street and some dude, I shit you not, that's how the play starts. Some dude is like, um, hey brother, you got the time? <laughs> He's like, time? I don't got the time. I don't got the time for nothing. I don't even for myself. See, my girl is having a baby. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm 16, and my name is Larry. <laughs> Let me tell you about my life. <laughs> uh huh. The only scene I specifically remember is the scene I got to cuss in. <laughs> it was a, it was a, uh, it was a scene where I guess Larry was. You know, now that I think about it, I don't think Larry was a good dude. Because uh. Larry was like. He was like, he cussed out his baby mama at one point in the play because he was angry. This is a weird play now that I think about it. Why is the why is the play of this of this teenage pregnancy focused on Larry? <laughs> why is because Larry is the one going through the, the trouble and the strife and the embarrassment? Does that <laughs> why is this happening to Larry? I swear there's only one girl in the play. And she get cussed mom. out. That's pretty much it. Oh she God. pregnant and get cussed out <laughs> and had a baby. And we both got on white linen suits. <laughs> and, yep. And your baby shower. <laughs> said that's what her Jamaican uncles wear. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, girl. That movie said it's on brand. <laughs> what? Oh, the uh, the white linen suit was on brand? Or me playing Larry the Baby Daddy <laughs> in Mississippi is on brand. Oh my God, the patriarchy! And I told you, the director of the play was the French teacher, and she was bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she, maybe you know, she did also pretend to be French, although we knew that lady was from Alcorn, Mississippi. But whatever. What? <laughs> whatever. Um, maybe she was trying to do some avant-garde um, high school. Uh, uh, 
Theatre. Theatre. <laughs> With the R-E. Theatre. Were you actually 16 or were you younger than I was 15. And I remember the baby mom was actually this senior. I was a sophomore. I was this senior. She was like one of the baddest girls in the school. <laughs> and whenever we had to do a scene together, I'd just be nervous as hell. I remember that. And I was like, damn, she she's so 17 and old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the girl that you actually tried out for was not in the play? She no, she didn't make the play, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get the fart. And she didn't want to be a stagehand, so that was that. Maybe her parents were French. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, honey's girl. All right, y'all. Let me drink a let me drink a piece of water real fast. A piece. A slice of water. Ah, just a crumble. Mm. Um. Uh oh. New Year's Eve special is coming up. Make sure y'all look out for those details. It will be popping. We'll probably do a pre-show, a Wake and Bake with pre-show, Wake and Bake with BMO pre-show on, on the joint. It's going to be a real good time. Make sure y'all check out for that, that live stream that is coming up. I need y'all to stay safe. Today is Wednesday. It's supposed to snow here in D.C., but I doubt it. You know, never snow when it's supposed to snow here. I doubt it. Um, I want to thank y'all for watching. Again, this show is not possible without y'all. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend. I'm going to be posting a whole bunch of reels over the next couple of days. Share those with your peoples, okay? If the lady of the, let's just say this. If the lady of the house's theory is correct, if positive content can be just as popular as negative content, let's prove it. Challenge. <laughs> I think that that could be the first wake and bake would be more challenge instead of giving out gold chains for people who listen to the podcast. <laughs> Let's gold do chains. this. Let's prove it. Hmm? Yes, yeah, so I was going to give out challenge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving out gold chains for everybody who finds a secret word in the podcast. Okay. I don't really got. No, I don't know. I can't tell you what the secret word is now. You got to hit me with the secret word, and I'd be like, ah, ah, here's your gold chain. Boom. And, and again, it's a goldish chain. So, <laughs> so just be just be prepared for your winnings. All right. For your winnings, you, everybody look out for the secret word so you can get your gold chain. Okay. <laughs> All right, I didn't stutter. Thank you again for watching. Hawaiian baby and BMO. You know who I want to leave us with, actually? It, did I take her off? Did I take Healy off? Damn, I did. I did. I wanted to leave y'all with the ungrateful, uh, the ungrateful black woman speech by, by Keely, but I took it off already. I'm sorry, y'all. I'll see y'all tomorrow, Thursday, on Hawaiian baby and B. Mo, yeah. You hear that resonation in the background? Mm hmm. Mm, voice got power. Power. Got some body. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening to Wake and Bake with BMO. The secret word is quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> the secret word is right. quinoa.
Oh, you a king one. <laughs> you a king one. <laughs> you so damn rude. <laughs> you so damn rude. <laughs> Good morning. 